got no problem. We'll get to Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. That's not a moment. We're all fine here. No, thank you. How are you? Welcome to the Star Wars Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vettabunker. I'm Kenton Larson. And it is our final uh, movie in our run here, Kenton. We've uh, now watched the first six films of the franchise. We watched Return of the Jedi this week. Uh, I'm very, very excited to talk about it. My cat is joining us. You can see Dottie. How did she know we were starting the podcast? She just came walking right in. Like as soon as I know, I've been sitting at this computer for a while, we've been talking for a little bit before. And then the minute I start the podcast, she pops up here and now she wants something. What do you That's want? It's a fluffy kitty now. Hey, oh, yeah, she's got, yeah, she's, she's a little, well, it's also a little bit of, she, she's a little big, I think. Time for a die there, Dottie. All right. So we are talking about Return of the Jedi. Um, and before we get into the specifics of this film, again, I, watched it on a uh, on a physical media form kenton Ooh. uh so i watched this time around i watched return of the jedi on uh, the vhs is this version here you can see in my hand which is the yoda version of course because yoda is the central character in return of the jedi right like let's talk about this for a second okay so these are the these are the covers of these right this yeah. is what they chose to do um they've got darth vader on the front of of the first one the star stormtrooper on the second one and yoda on the third one i would have put yoda on the second one hey what, what do you think Probably, I mean, that would make more sense, except you could look at it like he was the breakout hero of the second one. So what you would do is you would use him in the next one to drive traffic, to remind people how much they enjoyed <laughs> that guy in the second one. Then, plus they couldn't use his face in marketing. I think they tried to keep it secret, but I remember I had this, uh, the John Williams soundtrack for Empire and, and there was a picture of him of Yoda. Plain and yeah, clear oh. and plain as day. Interesting. So I'm not sure. Well, uh, the marketing was was uh, not a unified approach. So this is actually what this is, Kenton. And I have to correct you because last time we talked about this, you said this was a special edition, and it's not. Is it not? No, this is the oh. THX release. This is the THX remastered version. Uh, this the original trilogy for the last time. That's how they marketed this. Do you remember that? With better sound with yes. better sound. Yes, better sound, yes, yes. and that's that's the only yeah. change that's been made to this. So this is the original version of the Return of the Jedi. There is no musical scene in this. There is no. Um, well, they, they're sort have had one nope well yeah but not but the regular one the one with like right. size noodles and and the max rebo band and like the good one that was like normal and it was fine i don't see the need to add to that well <laughs> and there's two we should also point out there's two uh, yub yub songs by yes. the ewoks oh yes Which no celebration no this is just a regular normal celebration fade yep. out it was very so very yub quick. yub or no yub yub no yub yub no oh so it is so it, at this point they'd already John Williams had rewritten that new. No, sir. What's yub? What do you mean by yub yub? <laughs> There's a yub yub song where they're. Is that the one where it goes yub yub? Da, yes. da, 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 da. That's in the yeah. new version, right? No, that's the old one. Is it? Oh, then that's it, what it is. It's the old version. Whatever is it, it is. The, oh, okay. Because I the thought they made has, a more intricate song for the new version. Like there the was new a, version has Zamfir on the pan flute. <laughs> that's right. Yes, like, that's right. That one. That one. Okay. I don't, and but and actually they. You know, that was two strikes on that one, as far as I'm concerned. Like, neither one of those really. Well, it also I mean, has yeah. um, the original guy who played Anakin Skywalker in this as well. The, um, uh, I always Sebastian. forget his name. Yes. Sebastian Shaw. Shaw. Not yes, Stan. Yes, thank you. Shaw. Uh, especially Stan. Yes, he was a baby. <laughs> um, so, that being said, and it was also interesting because this version also has the George Lucas interviews. Do you remember those with Leonard Malton? Oh, yes. Those right? are good. Yeah, so, yeah. Those so, are what good. they did, yeah. it, it's good. And it's interesting. I remember when I bought this, this came out in 1995. It would have been um, 
I've been doing 16, 17. Um, and so what I, no, I would have been 19. What the hell am I wrong with? I can't do the math. Um, but <laughs> what I what I remember is that this is one of the first times I remember getting information about what was coming from Star Wars because they had already announced a special edition. So George is talking about, in this interview, specifically in Return of the Jedi, he's talking about what's coming next for the special edition. And to listen to him talk about it, it sounds awesome. Of course it really it does. does. But also to listen to him talk about, he delivered. He delivered on what he promised in that. If you watch that interview, I will try and find, again, I'm going to try and find a way to convert this to YouTube somehow. But I'll put it oh, up sure there and share there. it. Well, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, you can probably find yeah, it. Yeah. Um, he talks about, the way he talks about the, the prequels, that's what he gave us. But we just did not see it in the same way that he did. It's so, it's so crazy to me. Anyway, so. So he pretends that he gave the people what they want. Well, I think he he had a vision of it in his head, and he and delivered on that, bit, and that's what he did. <laughs> but we all thought it was something different. I thought we right. are all thinking of something different. Anyway, um, so how did you find Return of the Jedi this time around? Oh, I love you know I I love all the first three movies, and who who doesn't? You know, I, I think it's great. I I I took notes like I did the other times, and what I said about this one. So my my big takeaway. Um, uh, is that there's in broad strokes, this film uh, hits it out of the park, but there's little details that drive me nuts from time, <laughs> from time to time. Like just little things, which we can talk about as we move forward. But I think in terms of the big picture, it totally satisfies me. Um, in terms of little details that get under my skin, there's a lot of those in this particular Okay, well, we'll get into How that. How about you? Yeah. What do you, what's your key? Uh, it, it just, I, I, I just remember how much I love this movie, how much I know the dialogue. Like I know it, I know these words. I, I, I more than the other two, definitely more than the other two. I've, I've sat in front of this movie more times and, and repeated those words more often, um, because it was my favorite as a kid. Like I always, always watch yeah. those. Um, I cannot for the life of me see the problem that ever anybody has with Ewoks. Um, no, no I, it's great. But what, what I, and I don't even remember there being a controversy at the time. I feel like people say there no. was, but I don't know that there was. There was not. There wasn't. I, I don't think that because people knew that when you went to a Star Wars movie at this point, you were going to get some, you're going to get weird stuff. Yeah. And you, and um, they were ready for it. And I think later on, people started saying, I noticed um, once the internet really took hold, People started, that's when people started saying like, oh, they were only invented to sell teddy bears and oh. blah, blah, all that stuff. That seemed to be the big major line of complaints, but that came long after the movie came out. Interesting. I, I, at the time, I didn't, people were like, yeah, it's another Star Wars movie and there's great stuff in it. Like that was basically yeah. it. They're, they're short furry yeah. guys. And the way George explains it in the interview, he's like, I just took a Wookiee, cut it in half, called it, called it an Ewok. That's, that's right. That's how George Lucas thinks. Um, Cause it and, was going to be Wookiees. It was yes. going to be Wookiees on Kashyyyk, which yes. he finally gave us in, what was that? Episode, uh, uh, Revenge episode of the three. Sith. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Episode three. So um, yeah, I, I think that was, uh, I, I like the Ewoks. I don't have a problem with it. Um, I think that, I mean, I love it. Speaking of weird stuff, again, that opening sequence, Jabba's Palace, the whole opening part. Again, this is what we're going to get, hopefully, in, in Book of Boba Fett. Uh, do you see any characters that you hope to see in that new series? Oh, that's interesting. I, I, that's, I didn't look at it from that standpoint but did you why did you did you see any well i was hoping we i hope we see the max rebo band i hope like they i don't think they were on the barge were they um ah that oh boy that's a good question were they on the well you know what there's lots of you could you could make the case that anybody was on it because it's big and we didn't necessarily see everybody on it 
So I don't think, I don't believe we saw it, but any, hey, anything could have happened. And I, part of me hopes, actually the one thing that crossed my mind to answer your question was that I imagined Book of Boba Fett starting out with that scene from Return of the Jedi. Yes, that's true. Like, that could be t- a totally cool way to start um, Book of Boba Fett where you see him like knocked in or whatever. Like, I think that could be, that could be great. And then you come back to it to show how he got out. But um uh, that's it that from, from, from the standpoint of what's going to be in book of Boba Fett, I kind of just, that's it. That's the only thing that I sort of imagine them maybe doing. We saw, um, what's his name at the end of his life? What was the name of the rancor in, uh, the bad batch? Um, oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> stinky or whatever, whatever yeah. his name is. Yeah. That's so stinky. funny. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't I'll look it up. Is. But anyway, he's now we see him at the other end. Like he dies in this, right? This is him. He dies. We he assume that's the same one from Bad Bad. Well, they've certainly made they intimated that in the in the cartoon, right? Yeah. Um, By the way, you mentioned the setup of the film, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the things that that um, I don't know why it stood out more to me this time than other times is how long it takes all the cast members to introduce themselves in that scene, <laughs> where it's like they all they each get their separate entrance into Jabba's lair. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's fun. It's funny that everybody, it's almost like a, a Broadway show where everybody gets their special entrance. It's not, yeah. you can't, you can't roll them all out together yet. Like, no, no. It's like, or it's like seeing a concert where each band member comes out at the beginning and the lead singer comes out last because that's the most exciting. Yes. <laughs> so it's kind of a little bit like that, but mm-hmm. I, I like that beginning, but I forgot uh how long it takes everybody to get in there to make their individual appearance how long does it take did you did you look at it, is it i did not i so? did not i did not time it but just sitting there watching it you're like oh yeah like there's like there's a song and dance around all of it yeah around Lan- like lando has to like well hold, that was a, that's mask. a bit forced that's a force for sure that, that you don't <laughs> but, need to do that and honestly yeah. he didn't need to like i recognized him i knew it was lando yeah. like you don't need to have him pull down the mask like that the boosh so. bounty hunter scenario i still love that scene though that's such the a great scene luke standing on the trap door the like there's just a lot there's a lot that happens and boba fett standing around mm-hmm. <laughs> there. and then we have oh. the whole skiff thing at the end to yeah. like to like wrap it all up right so anyway i love again love that sequence i think it's awesome yes, um, it's, yes it's like james bond a james bond movie where it's got a little intro yes to the rest of the film sorry love this it. cat yeah. is cat is i think she's getting i think it's getting close to feeding time is what she's wanting um <laughs> then of course luke goes off to dagobah to say goodbye to yoda maybe that's why they put him on the cover because he dies in this one oh maybe i don't think i just think he's a popular character yeah for sure yeah um anything else occurred to you during that uh that scene um sorry which one did you just mention oh, sorry. luke just put spoiler alert for you didn't know that he dies <laughs> anyway um he's telling us to give our listeners a spoiler alert. oh well i think that everybody knows that, that yoda dies in the return of the jedi i think it's a well <laughs> uh what else Oh, um, so here. what did you just which scene were you just I was talking about, about the scene sorry, where he meets with he goes back to see Yoda for the last time to complete his training and then Yoda tells him and confirms of course that Leia is his sister or tells him that Leia is his sister not confirms this is the first time we've heard about Leia we heard about another but then now we find out who it is yeah yeah I think uh, um, that scene I mean it's a sad scene I actually think they that Yoda gets a good death scene though mm-hmm. it's a good as, as far as that goes but I don't, I wish, I wish they would have kept him alive. Like, why did we have to meet him in year 700 of his life or whatever it is? <laughs> like, why did that? Yeah. 900. Why did we have to, couldn't we have met him 
Couldn't you have been like 600 out of 700 years? And then we still have a hundred years of movies that we can put them in. Well, I don't think they were thinking about that at the time, right? That's, well, that's, that's where baby, the baby came from. Right. And, and yeah. it just speaks to a different era of filmmaking where they like, Hey, this is it. This is the final chapter. We're going to wrap this up. We're going to kill off characters, right? We killed like the emperor dies, Darth Vader dies, all these people die. So um, yeah, they did not, they were not thinking of the future of the franchise when they did that. No, um, no, they were not. I have this note here. Speeders are possibly the worst possible type of transportation in this environment. In this environment with all these trees, why would you choose a super fast speeder bike to rush around in and like go from place to place? Well, and uh, Siskel and Niebuhr pointed out that why can't you just fly over the top? That's right. Yeah. Why can't you just fly over the trees? And that would make things a lot. But then again, they were, you could make the argument they were built for another purpose. Right. They're built to, to drive around some other kind of planet. And so you, as a result, you're going to have to evade the trees on this one. And there's because no, that, there's no other thing you can do other than fly. And they don't want to fly over the trees because that takes too long to get into a ship to, to lift off. Like it's a difference between a motorcycle and a plane, I think. Right. Yeah. I think in terms of those vehicles. Yeah. So that's interesting, but man, those are like, it's a, and it's a great scene. I love the speeder chase. It's so much fun, but you, you have to know <laughs> so they're all going to smash into trees. I'm surprised. I mean, the only reason Luke didn't, I think obviously is because he's using the force. So, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Cool. Um, uh, I made also a note about, um, um, oh, the musical number is really bad. The updated one. Oh, I made yeah. a note about that. It does, it does not hold it. up. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, and um, I think the laziest writing is another Death Star. Yeah, I think that's, that's the true. one thing. That's the one, like, and even... Uh, in that era, I know George Lucas was talking about, no, they should bomb Vader's castle or something like yeah. that. And I was like, that could have been really good if they would have done that, if they would have made it that, like, uh, we're going to go, we're going to take it to their base, uh, like their, or his plan. I, mean, I, I do like the, the taking the shield down part of it. Like, I like that they have to do that and do that side little, it's a sneaky mission. It's not like a necessarily attack kind of thing yeah so if, if they could have kept that aspect of it in whatever the new scenario would be that would be great but uh yeah i know another death star and it's not i mean and it's it works that was also a great surprise during i mean the first time you saw it right when it starts shooting things um right. in the middle of the battle but um yeah it is lazy writing you're right like it would have been nice and then of course then we had the planet in uh force awakens that was basically a new Death that, Star. That's and they, extremely lazy writing. That is worse than Return of the Jedi. And then they show the hologram going like, no, but look how much bigger it is. Like, like, oh, we know what you're thinking. Yeah. This is the same thing. No, it's not. So that's what makes it even worse is like mm -hmm. drawing attention to it like that. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I also made a note. This is one of the things that, all, that always bugs me um in episode four c-3po says i'm not much of a storyteller oh, of course. and in this episode he's he's spinning a gripping yarn complete where sound effects sound effects of uh, a dead-on impression of darth vader uh he has it all down and so what i thought what happened uh what happened to the guy who couldn't, who wasn't much of a storyteller well and, he was i think it's i've always taken that as to being um his own um he, he doubts his own ability to tell a story. He doesn't think he's a good storyteller, but he actually is. He found a talent in the throughout this course of these adventures. He found his talent of telling stories. That's how I think of that. I get well. Low, I guess low self confidence, so. Kenton. 
Meanwhile, uh, Kerry Fisher and Harrison Ford look uh, kind of phone in their performance. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they're worried. I mean, yeah. Harrison Ford at this point is doing Indiana Jones. He's got lots of stuff going on. Um, and, he, and he almost wanted to get killed, right? He was like, I'm yeah. okay being killed out of this movie. So, uh, you know. Absolutely. He, was, <laughs> he wanted to be killed uh, the earlier, the better in the film. Right. Yeah. So uh, you could sort of see like he's you can tell he's he's having uh, just the right amount of fun where you don't have to exert yourself too much. There's some good lines. He's got some. Yeah. Good oh, lines, yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and I like Absolutely. the way he's like interacting with 3PO on uh, on uh, on indoor there. And like, you know, uh, 3PO kind of gets a little bit of a big head. He's like, I've decided we should stay here. And he's like, because the, the Ewoks worship him. That's hilarious. That yeah. whole thing is so funny. Um, I love when they're like tied up. That's just great. Oh, solid goal. And 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 uh, then finally we get to the scene where Luke and, and Vader actually share the screen. And this is the first time, well, I know they've been together. Yeah, but that's great. They actually had a conversation in which they're not fighting each other with lightsabers. And that's such an impactful scene for me. That's just like, this is this is what it all boils down to. Yeah, absolutely. It's so good, that, that stuff. And I remember in the preview, they showed Luke in a dressed in black standing next to Vader in the elevator. And it was just like, Holy crap. Like he goes to the dark side. Like that was, that was like, yeah. everybody thought like, that's where this is going. Oh my God. And uh, um, so to actually see him being close to Darth Vader and, and Darth Vader, not just instantly killing him and some of that stuff. I remember just thinking, wow, like I did not, I didn't think you could even get near to Darth Vader without dying within seconds. Like he would just kill you. Think nothing of it. See, that's the old school way of misleading the audience through putting a trailer together, whatever, however you saw yeah. that, you saw it still, right? Whatever you saw, that's like, that's releasing an image of a film and making someone think something else. Whereas now right. what they do is they just shoot a whole new thing and put it in there just to deliberately mislead you. Um, or they'll photo, I saw this is so bad in um, the trailer for 8-Bit Christmas, which I think mm -hmm. I talked about in an early episode. Uh, they actually Photoshop out a thing behind this guy to make it look like there was a big rush on video games. Uh, uh, when, when it's actually Cabbage Patch Kids, they, there's a great joke throughout the movie about this Cabbage Patch, because it's the 80s, right? So there's this rush right. on Cabbage Patch. And so that scene in the trailer, which this this like, it was a madhouse, blah, blah, blah. He's talking about how awful it was that they, uh, that they had this rush. It was about, it's not about video games. And, and I don't like when they do that. I don't like when they deliberately mislead you, but I like that they like can show something and, and make people think something that's not happening and, and, completely different situation and yes and that's just because they made luke wear black right that's it that's the yeah. only choice uh they had to make for that right exactly exactly and it works if uh and it is it's a it's a it's a scary scene because you just don't you you can't imagine what it would be like to share a room share an elevator with the guy who's like the scariest guy in the universe so Six that's feet, so please. good and, um, and 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 i guess we should also say that like maybe the face they should have put on the box is the emperor Who's yes. the great, he's the great new character that they introduce. I mean, there's others, but he's like, he this is, is like- This is his movie, man. This is yes. like, he, we briefly see him in Empire, right? We see yeah. like his hologram, but he just commands the screen when he's on, uh, he'll love it. I love his performance so much in this. And although, and in the original um, Empire, they, it was not him yeah. playing the Emperor yes. as a hologram. And that would be on this version of Empire yeah. Strikes Back that I have right. here, right? It's a different guy. Uh, with makeup or whatever, right? He's right. They made him look. They, yeah, they just made him look like uh, it. It looks it like a placeholder almost. Yeah. yeah <laughs> um. Sure. So when you see the actual emperor, that that's great. And he gets the best lines, and he's like just the right amount of creepy. Yeah. He he doesn't. You know, it's kind of interesting. He's not like Darth Vader. 
Uh, it's like the classic bait and switch where, where you think you know who Mr. Big is and then you find out, no, no, there's another Mr. Big. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's even worse than Darth Vader. He's like even meaner than Darth Vader. But they made him, um, be, he just enjoys being evil so much that it's fun. He's, he's just a great character to watch. It's also cool because we've heard him talked about for two movies, right? Like they were yes. always talking about the Emperor and, oh, we better do this or the Emperor is going to be mad or whatever. And, uh, and then so finally to see him is, uh, is just awesome. Like just to, you know, it's been built up now to be yeah. this horrible, horrible person. And his entrance is great too, right? Like his just entrance into that, that hangar when he's like getting off the shuttle and, and that kind of stuff. It's just a great scene. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Pound for pound, I think this is a better final act than Empire Strikes Back. Oh, of course. I mean, by definition, it has to be because this is the one, like that's what pissed me off about J.J. Abrams saying, I am putting in, bringing the whole saga to an end with my movie, with Rise of Skywalker. And then you go see it and it's just kind of like, uh, it's kind of underwhelming. Whereas what Return of the Jedi does is it really does satisfyingly conclude the 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 trilogy it it gives you the ending gives you an ending to the film and you feel satisfied that you have seen the ending it doesn't it doesn't leave much hanging it, it it's 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 sort of like the whoa god the good guys made it thank goodness um whereas with with um jj abrams it was just more of a mess like it, it was harder to harder to track the rise of skywalker and who's where and who's doing what and why does it matter, et cetera, et cetera. So I, the one thing that I think hurts Return of the Jedi is J.J. Abrams bringing the, empire, the Emperor back in his. I think that they probably shouldn't have done that, and especially not the way they did do it. Mm-hmm. There's another way to do that, that they, that they should have been uh, leading into probably from The Force Awakens. All the way from The Force Awakens, they probably should have been planning for that then. Agreed. Um in the in the, the the very end there where luke says no i will not kill him i will not kill my father throws away his lightsaber yeah what does that remind you of throws away his uh, lightsaber and it's it's not so when he does it in the last jedi it's not the first time he's thrown away his lightsaber oh right like that's that was the one thing that pissed so many people off is him like tossing this right. lightsaber over is like he doesn't care he did it in the other movie why why would you think he cares right like he's Anyway, whatever. I just thought he I just found that I was an interesting parallel that I didn't really recognize yeah. before. Right? He does throw away the lightsaber a couple times. Right when he throws it in Last Jedi, it's co- it's for comedy. Well, does, I thought. Of, I mean, I, I mean, I think it was for shock value. Really, I mean, people yeah. were expecting it to be, you know, oh, thank you so much for my lightsaber. But he's like, whatever. So that's. I think that was meant to be. It was funny too. But, but he, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it was for here. It's like it's for emphasis. Like no, right. Psh, throw it down. I'm not going to kill my father. I'm not going to. I'm. I'm a Jedi like my father before. He me. only throws a lightsaber to make an important point or for comedy. Exactly. Those are the two reasons. <laughs> and the Emperor was laughing inside. We know he was laughing inside. Oh, of course he was. Uh, any other final thoughts on Return of the Jedi before we wrap up? This, uh, um, the, one, the one other thing I noticed was the foreshadowing that the Millennium Falcon was going to be destroyed. There's, like, uh, there's that line where Han oh. Solo says, I got a weird feeling that I'm never going to see her again. He says, looking at the Millennium Falcon, yeah. and um, and it makes me wonder if at some point there was a plan to kill Lando in the Millennium Falcon to have Lando make up for the double cross and on sacrifice um, himself to yes. the Death Star. Yeah, I, 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 I think I read that somewhere. I think I, oh, I yeah? did read that that they were like originally going to kill Lando, or no, they weren't even going to 
well, I don't remember what they're going to do. They weren't going to bring him back for the third movie. They weren't. They were just going to have him mm-hmm. be an empire and that's it. But then I guess because he was so popular, um, they brought him back. And yeah, you're right. There probably were. It's interesting that they didn't take that line out then because it really doesn't make sense. He does see her again. Uh, but I guess we don't see him seeing her again. So it doesn't matter. It sets up the idea that it could be destroyed and it makes the audience worried that it will be. And it, and it um, makes that yeah. more tense when they're actually flying through right. the Death Star. Right. Yes, that's right. So it's, it's, it's a deliberate line um, to make the audience, kind of misdirect the audience a little bit to make them feel yeah. more um, tension. Excellent. That's interesting. Yeah, I thought, and it, it stood out to me. It stood out to me because yeah. it does really seem to be a foreshadow. And then I only had one more note and it's, a, it's about the end of the movie and it's, a, it's an encouraging thing. As long as you repent on your deathbed, you can hang out with, with Yoda, with Obi-Wan, uh, have conversations with them, you're happy. And it doesn't matter how many Jedi, young Jedi kids that you killed at the temple, they're happy to invite you back into the fold of or, Jedi Knight. Or think about however many other people Darth Vader killed over the years, right? Oh, like yeah. He's like just hundreds and hundreds of people, I'm sure. You can um, repent on your deathbed. That's all well, you need to know. Did he repent, though? He <laughs> you did. know, like, well, he said, you know, I, he did, you know, turn and back to the light side. Here's my issue with it. They're trying to establish, and I think we're going to see this in the Obi-Wan series, that this idea of the Force ghost is something that takes effort, that Qui-Gon figured it out. It didn't exist right. before Qui-Gon. That he figured out how to do this Force ghost thing. He taught Obi-Wan, so we're probably going to see parts of that in the series. And then Yoda, I guess, learned as well. Yoda Yoda yeah. um, zoomed in for remote learning. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, um, and so Yoda learns how to do it. But how does Darth Vader learn how to do it, is my question. He is immediately, as soon as he's dead, he's there with them. So... Well, Darth Vader doesn't learn how to do it. That's Anakin Skywalker does. Oh, well, how I, does Anakin Skywalker learn how to do it so quickly? <laughs> uh, it's like, oh, that's it. Boom. And we're done. Like it was easy. Well, there's to like do. a waiting room and Ted Danson is sitting there. And it turns he, out it's, uh, not the, it's not the place. That's right. It is. He invites uh, him to the good place. He welcomes <laughs> him to the good place. So, anyway, yeah, but, the, you know, it's, it's funny how it doesn't matter. Obviously, it doesn't matter, but it's, it's like these things they do. And in the end, the decision is let's have them all. Because I think initially when we saw that movie, we just like, oh, they're ghosts. Like, we're just, we right. don't, we, we, they're for, like, they're ghosts because it's the force. Like, we don't know anything about how to do that. Right. Um, so that was why they, like, let's show them all happy together. And, you, but you're right. That is the message they're sending, right? They're saying that Darth Vader did redeem, redeem did just basically confess his sins and gets to go to heaven now. That's right. that's the message that's sending. That's huh. right. Interesting. That's right. That's the idea. He repented. He felt sorry. He said he was sorry. <laughs> so it, it's interesting because I'm just watching uh, a Christmas Carol. I'm doing a thing on TikTok where I'm watching uh, five different versions of a Christmas Carol this week. So I'm watching all these different versions. And one thing that's becoming clear is that the, that show is that movie is about redemption. That story is about redemption, rather, like the, the Dickens story. And right. Scrooge redeems himself. But to me, like he redeems himself and then lives the rest of his life being a good person, helping other people out, spending as many to help people. Like this is just like redemption of death you know what i mean yeah. darth vader doesn't help anybody else after that he just dies and that's it that's so, right anyway that's right that's all you need <laughs> and, and i don't know if you have to be a jedi in order for that to happen that's the uh, other maybe, only, maybe anybody can do they it. haven't explored that in great detail no but um okay so for final rating i have to give it a five it's my favorite five yeah. out of five for return of the jedi i give i give uh this one a five as well and uh when I say little details bug me, I, uh, you know, that's what Star Wars fans what's it, do. What's some of the you, other ones that, that bug you? Uh, the little details. The, Did we talk um, about them all? Uh, well, there's, there's just a few more, like, uh, you know, like um, 
uh, as I've said, uh, Leia and uh, Han are kind of sleepwalking through the rolls. Like the side effects of carbonite are you you start to feel a little like less like acting. You put on about 10 pounds. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see <laughs> you know that. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just a little less. Uh, so there's that element. There's the... Um, um, uh, the the some of the stuff like the reveal the way Luke tells Leia about yeah. what he knows is a, it's a bit of an awkward scene it doesn't quite come together it's fine but I do remember in the theater everybody moaning and going like oh come on like they, like they didn't they didn't buy it on opening well, night they didn't buy it but she says somehow I've always known really yeah. is that you always yeah. knew it when you landed a big smacker on him and yeah. uh, the other two movies both of the other two movies the little you know the little dance. The little uh, rebels, this, this, the the frankly pathetic-sized celebration on. Well, Andor. that's why they ramped it up, but they went too far, right? That's right. the problem. They just they just went way too far with it. So you should just add a few more digital Ewoks in there, and you're good. Uh, but yeah, it was pretty lame. Yeah, like there's some of those. That's what I mean. Yeah, it's just yeah. like little, just little things sprinkled throughout. Where you're like, well, that doesn't make sense, or why didn't they blah blah blah? Yeah. Um, but overall, um, the big big picture that I mean, the ending of that movie is so good. Uh, before we wrap up today, I just want to talk about uh, Star Wars puts out every year their holiday gift guide. Um, and this is from November. I apologize. I'm a little bit late to this. I thought it, it came out early, to, closer to Christmas, but I guess they do it about a month beforehand, right? So you can go buy this stuff. But I always think it's fun to kind of look through these things and see um, what we can find for maybe ourselves or for that other Star Wars person in our life. Uh, so we've got a cool little, looks like oh. a Boba Fett jacket here. Yes, it's very nice. I went to look for it, actually. And I thought uh, I thought I might want to buy that jacket, but you can't. It's very hard to find. I bet. And it looks like, I mean, certainly this yeah. would be practical here uh, where it's, it is cold, but it looks like right on the inside there. I can't, oh, if I do this, it's going to mess up the screen share. But you can see like there's a little Boba Fett. Is that Boba Fett yeah. and the Mandalorian in there? Like, no, I just think it's showing Boba Fett from the side. Oh, I see. Right. Yes, it is. Yeah, it shows yeah. the thing down. Anyway, so that's cool. That's really good. Boba Fett interchangeable jacket by Columbia. That's a good brand too. I went to um, Sport Check last week to on the off chance that they had the they definitely they have a columbia jacket section okay so i was like ah, they might have it what the hell it's one of those things like uh, i'll just <laughs> walk in and just take but they did not there was nothing that even approaching star wars there unfortunately says so that the waterproof breathable shell keeps you dry while back vents that mimic the exhaust ports on boba's jetpack allows excess heat to escape <laughs> <laughs> i don't know let's see we'll see about that uh this is a uh star wars year by year by dk publishing oh interesting a visual history yeah. so this is the same publisher that does all the books that pablo i don't have mine in front of me but all the books that pablo writes like the visual history there it is um i have the solo book you have it too right you have the uh you have all of them uh, or... all of it uh, i got many of them i don't think yeah. i have all of them um so this is like i uh, i don't let's see what this says uh, take a visual journey through more than five decades of newsmaking headlines with the latest edition of the fan favorite book that traces cultural cornerstones from director George Lucas's early life through to the latest additions to the Star Wars canon. Oh, okay. So I don't know what that means. Um, I guess hmm. it's just like another, I guess it's just like an uh, ent entire visual dictionary uh, for Star Wars. Know. I don't you think I want flip, that. You need to flip through it though. I need to yeah. see what it, what's in there. Uh, we have Star Wars: The High Republic, which is a book. It's a it's the first of these um, books. Remember what was it called again? Is it called The High Republic? Um, 
that the, the whole series is, isn't right, it? Right. The thing that we saw the video when the Pablo yeah. was in the video, right? Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's. I what think that's... this is the first book in that. This is the first. So this is going to be Enter the Golden Age of the Jedi Order with the New York Times bestselling adult novel that launched the new multimedia initiative and the era known as the High Republic. Have you read this? No. I haven't either. It looks. To, I'm just not interested in whatever this is. Yeah, it's just not. You know? Yeah, it's it's not within like our yeah. Star Wars. I, it's probably good. I'm not gonna say it's. it's well, not no, good, but, but give me a move. Give me a movie first. Look at this. Oh my god, this is hilarious. What is this? Kalakian oh, Monkey Lizard by Disney Parks. Get your own cord jester for uh, fit for hut. Choosing from two different color patterns. Oh, that's great. Show what it does, but it's like a it's a it's um salacious, salacious. crumb. Yeah, and it looks like it's got a little remote on it or something, so you can control them. Yeah. Oh my God, that's awesome. That looks so cool. It's probably super expensive. That is Disney, awesome. Disney Parks has got to be a couple hundred bucks for sure. Yeah. Uh, we've got some scribblers here. Baby Yoda scribblers. That's nice. Yeah. Okay. You always use one of those. Ooh, a little uh, workout uniform for you there. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? The, uh, this is a holiday apparel. Adult by only? No, no. This is just, a, it's like, sp- it's a female workout outfit, but uh, it's it's got stormtroopers all over it. I don't know that I would see any woman at the gym wearing that, uh, but you never know. Hey, if you're uh, if you're fans of uh, Star Wars, here we go. We have Star Wars themed pajamas for the whole family. This is what my kids want, right, Luke? The dog has the dog is wearing pajamas in that picture. <laughs> Luke does not want his Star Wars pajamas. Oh, it's the Mandalorian, right? Sorry, it's the Mandalorian specifically sleepwear. So there you go. That's interesting. Family matching sleepwear. Uh, uh we have a, yet another baby Yoda version which is this galactic snacking grogu <laughs> what happens if you give grogu a cookie place a variety of treats in his mouth and he'll let you know what he thinks <laughs> wait so basically waste food on a on a doll uh i think it looks like it comes yeah. it looks like it comes with its own little cookie there remember the little macarons he's eating yeah. in the classroom yeah i think that's what he comes with why don't they just give us fish eggs it's funnier when he was eating the fish oh eggs. he probably has those too <laughs> or the frog right yeah Oh, that's funny. I, I, they should make. They should actually give you one of each. Is what they should do. Um, uh, that would be a lot of fun. Uh, what is this one? Oh, Asako, Asako. Uh, I can't say Asoka Tano embroidered open cardigan. Pay homage to Asoka Tano with a comfy cardigan that features a logo on the chest and embroidery down the sleeves and a dusty pink stitch. What? Oh, look. There's the logo. Uh, 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 uh. Uh. <laughs> okay. Let's move on. Smoking jacket. Okay, here are uh, Star Wars A New Hoop Lightsaber Drinkwell Wear by Joy Jolt. So these are glasses that say it's got a lightsaber, a red lightsaber, yeah. and it says, I find your lack of faith disturbing, Vader. I find your lack of liquid disturbing. <laughs> That's what it should say. Like, yeah, it should fun be a joke. It. Yeah, yeah. should be a, a, a drink yeah. joke. That's too bad. Probably. That's unfortunate. I don't really, you know, I, I quote Star Wars. I don't need to have the quotes on things. I'm not really into that. Nah, me neither. Oh, little uh, baby uh, Yoda. Oh. in the dark beanie. There you go. It's a toque. Well, it's a beanie. Uh, <laughs> pretty it says, nice. Yeah, it's says nice. it's a beanie. Uh, that's pretty be. cool. Oh, look at this. Lego Star Wars Ultimate Collector Series. Add at by the Lego group. That's pretty cool. I yeah, would, love I it. would like that. Love it. Hey, you want to give me that for Christmas, Luke? All right. Like, Never mind. Just joking. Oh, here, Baby Yoda, little Baby Yoda stuffy. There's a lot. Like I said last episode, there's That's a lot great. of Baby Yoda out there. It's like the one thing you're guaranteed to find for Star Wars merch if you want to get something for your Star Wars uh, uh, fan of a friend. But uh, I, I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't count on Baby Yoda being a hit with all Star Wars fans, right? <laughs> um, what is this? Darth Vader silver coin by New Zealand Mint. Oh my God! I have to tell this story. I, have you ever bought collectible coins, Star Wars collectible coins, Kenton? I don't believe so. Okay. 
I did. I bought, I was, uh, this is like in the late 90s, again, late 90s. This is like right around the same time where I was watching this trilogy and, and spill a special edition. And I saw it in a magazine or somewhere. It was like, order this. It was a very cool looking uh, Star Wars collector coin. And it was an official currency from some obscure island nation. I don't know where it was. <laughs> and I got them. I bought them. It was a collector thing. I'm like, oh, cool, Star Wars. Uh, and I, I thought it was like a, a thing that was worth money. Like, I didn't know anything about collecting. I didn't know how this stuff worked. Okay. Then one day, I'm like, looking. I, I have, then I, you know, had it out display. Then one day, I forget about it, pack it away. I'm moving, going through stuff. I find it in a box. I'm like, oh, I don't really care about this. Oh, maybe I'll try and sell it and see how much it's worth. I go down to the local coin store, coin shop there, uh, which is, I think, out by your place. The guy literally laughs in my face Did at he? this. He's like, that's not worth anything. And, and laughs me out of the store. Like, I was, okay, buddy. Like, I was like, sorry, I'm not a, into not co even. coins, but no, it was but not. As a collectible. So you don't bring it to a coin store, you bring it to, to a, a collectible. Store. Yes, I didn't right. know that at the time. I didn't understand it. Right. We didn't, this, this culture didn't exist back then, or maybe it did, but I was not aware of it. Right. Right. So. Exactly. <laughs> I don't remember what happened to that coin. This looks like it's another one, but this one's cooler. Cause it's Darth Vader. Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> oh, you want a little, uh, this is a um, controller, uh, Xbox controller. Very nice. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I wouldn't mind that. Well, oh, it's a little Boba Fett uh slippers there we go boba oh, fett slippers nice. and a uh baby yoda stocking hey that you nice. can't go wrong with that right holly stocking by shop disney oh my god star wars home collection this is for you kenton look at this what is this i can't see what this is it's a bed it's a whole oh yeah yeah sweet. With a subtle nod to the dark side, this new bedding collection brings style and sophistication oh. to the bedroom with a perfect balance of cozy and chic. Well, it just looks like nice bedding. It doesn't really <laughs> specifically well, say Star Wars. It's funny. It says with a subtle nod to the dark side. Pretty subtle. <laughs> it's black. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what's funny about that, that reminds me of my, my Darth Vader coffee mug that I have. I got that as a gift. It's a travel mug. It says Star Wars on it and it has a red stripe. And that's how much it's themed to Darth Vader. It does not look anything like Darth Vader. Doesn't he have like the design from his chest plate or anything? It's just a red stripe on a black cup. And that's a, yeah. that's a Darth Vader mug. So, oh, here we go. This is a Grogu necklace by Star Wars Fine Jewelry. There's always some kind of jewelry every year. Well, you told the story about your, um, your Star Wars, your uh, C3PO. Um, yeah thing that you had yeah. um but this is like basically it looks like a grogu shaped necklace with this little diamond encrusted on his uh little oh, robe nice. yeah it's cool Love it. oh this is cool this is cool i would like this star wars art uh a oh, bunch of nice. prints thomas kincaid studios update your art wall with premium canvas pieces capturing quiet moments in the cockpit <laughs> of the razor crest and the thrill of clashing lightsabers uh that's cool that's really cool yeah I would imagine that would be good. And that's it. Oh, that's, that's all it. that we have. Very cool. Those are nice. Those are that's, good gifts. Yeah. There you go. So it's like next Oprah's year, I'll do it earlier things. next year. Go ahead. It's like Oprah's favorite things. There we go. It's, uh, it's uh, StarWars.com's favorite things. So what I'll do is I'll subscribe to that in future years so we can just do it when it comes out and then we can talk about it. All right. <laughs> I love it. Okay. That's going to do it for this episode of the Star Wars Nerds. I'm Dan Vettabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the force hit you in the ass. TK421, do you copy? Where did you dig up that old fossil? I'm taking an awful risk, Vader. I don't know. I can imagine quite a bit. Going to Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. TK421, do you copy? We're all fine here. Now, thank you. How are you?